You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 62, Intuitive Eating, A Path to Freedom, Joy, and Sustainability. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Yami. I'm a board-certified pediatrician, certified health and wellness coach, author, and speaker. I'm also a passionate promoter of the power of diet and lifestyle in preventing and reversing chronic disease and bringing joy and longevity into our lives. This podcast is focused on plant-based nutrition, habit formation, motivation, and mindset so that you can have the tools to live the best life possible. Are you ready to get started? Let's do this. Intuitive eating is an empowering process, which not only promotes health, but is also your gateway to freedom. Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch from their book, Intuitive Eating, a revolutionary program that works. Welcome back, veggie lovers. Happy Sunday. So glad to be here with you today. And I'm super excited because today is the first episode of my intuitive eating series. So it's going to be really fun. It's going to be some monologues, some interviews, and these first five weeks, I'm going to be helping set a foundation of understanding of what intuitive eating is and some of the philosophies that are essential to understand before you can really delve into intuitive eating. I hope that you're really excited about this as much as I am and that you enjoy it. I have been getting some feedback on my new season of the podcast and I've heard some great things. So thank you for those of you that have replied to the emails and that have reached out to me on social media by email and in person. I really appreciate it. I think doing monologues is really hard because I'm like talking to myself and I feel like it goes out to a void and I don't know what happens. So I love to hear what you think and your reactions, what you agree with and what you don't, what you don't agree with, what you disagree with. Because obviously my opinion is just one opinion. You may have different thoughts. You may know things I don't know. So if there are things I put out there and you're just like, I don't agree with that, let me know why. I would love to hear it. I'm very open to hearing different thoughts and perspectives. So just to remind you, my book is available for pre-order. If you want to get on my weekly mailing list so that you can be the first to know about the new podcast, what's going on with my book, um, when we're going to set up my book release party and all of those things, sign up for my newsletter. You can go to dryami.com. That's spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-Y-A-M-I.com forward slash sign up. S-I-G-N-U-P altogether, or you can even just go to the homepage of dryami.com and scroll. You can also text the word fiber, my favorite F word, F-I-B-E-R to 66866. And then 
you'll get instructions to how to sign up for my newsletter. I would really appreciate it. And I would love to stay in touch with you. So thank you so much to everybody that already subscribes to my newsletter and subscribes to my podcast. I love having you here. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, are you ready to hear about intuitive eating? I hope you've heard about intuitive eating before and that this is not completely new. But if it is, I'm so glad that you're here to hear it because this has been really groundbreaking in my life. And I think that so many of us in the United States have learned to diet, learned to eat off of meal plans and off of rules and, and things like that. We've lost our ability to tune in. So what is intuitive eating? In a nutshell, intuitive eating is a way of eating where you honor your hunger and satiety and respect your body's inner wisdom. Other words and terms that are similar to the concept of intuitive eating that are basically saying very similar things are mindful eating, competent eating, attuned eating. But the term intuitive eating and a specific program that was developed for intuitive eating was coined by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch in 1995. So in 1995, they published this amazing book that I hope you go out and get if you haven't read it already. It's called Intuitive Eating, A Revolutionary Program That Works. It's already in its fourth edition. This is kind of like the Bible. This is where you start if you are ready to ditch diets, if you're ready to learn how to get back in tune with your body, it's a great place to start because it gives you all of the foundation, all of the background you need to know. And next week's podcast will be an interview with Elise Resch, and she will tell us the updates on the fourth edition that will be released soon. But I say don't even wait, go out and get it now so that if this is something that you're interested in, you can start learning. So why, why do I care about intuitive eating? Why is it important? Why do I push this so much? And you've probably heard me talking about this before. I've talked about it in my videos. I've been talking about it for a while, but now I'm really talking about it because I'm publishing a book <laughs> that will help you understand how it can help your children. But these ladies really are the ones that really coined this, really laid this out and set the foundation for the rest of us to come in and teach about it and help our patients and our clients. It's important and I care because it's sustainable, it's pleasurable, it increases well-being and it supports health. So like I said before, we live in a culture and a society where we are constantly dieting, yo-yo dieting, losing weight, gaining weight. We're told that we can't pay attention to our hunger because we shouldn't trust our hunger. We can't trust our fullness. We should only eat a set number of calories or a set number of macros. And after you do that over and over and over again, you completely lose touch with your body's wisdom. And the opposite happens then, as some of you may have noticed, you actually start to become obsessed with food 
you feel like maybe you've become a food addict. You can't stop eating. You can't stop thinking about sweets or quote carbs or any of those types of things that you feel are bad or sinful or off limits. And it leads to several years, sometimes several decades in my case, of a cycle that just really sucks joy out of your life and isn't really supporting your health. So intuitive eating is the ultimate anti-diet. It is not the kind of diet, not a way of eating. It is a diet, what I'm referring to is set calories, macro counting, portions, time schedule. So this is anti-dieting philosophy. And instead, it develops eating and body confidence. And it's adaptable to the modern world because we live in a world that yes, we have access to whole foods. Yes, we have access to health promoting foods, but all around us, we also have the abundance of all kinds of other foods, processed foods, social events. We have all kinds of things that we live in. We live in the modern world and we can take the intuitive eating philosophy and practices and we can use them in our real life. We don't have to completely change up our lives in order to trust our bodies and to eat in a way that feels good to us, brings us well-being and promotes our health. But even better than that, this isn't just my opinion, this is evidence-based. So there are so many studies that have been done now on intuitive eating and also on health at every size, which I'm gonna talk about in a few weeks, to show that people who eat intuitively, specifically some of the studies that I looked at when I was writing my book, is women that eat intuitively have a lower body mass index, have less symptoms of disordered eating, have less dieting or chronic dieting, less binge eating. They are more likely to experience pleasure with their eating. They're more likely to exercise for pleasure and well-being. They also have improved biomarkers. So decreased cholesterol, decreased cardiovascular risk increase body satisfaction and increase psychological well-being so eating in this way promotes health and well-being so why wouldn't i want to advocate for something that helps you feel better gives you freedom joy and is sustainable and the reason why this is also so important to me is because in order to raise children that eat this way and don't have this stressful, restrictive sort of relationship with food, I have to teach parents. I have to teach you that are raising this kid, these children how to eat in this way and for you to understand the principles and start practicing them yourselves. So I wanted to go over the 10 principles that Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch wrote out in their book and just give you a little synopsis of each one. But really for you to get the most out of this, you really need to go read the book if you wanna get like the in-depth 
more detailed version. But this just kind of gives you an overview. <clears throat> and then at the end, I'll tell you which ones I feel are the most important that I hone in on. So the first one is reject the diet mentality. And what this means is rejecting our societal and cultural pressures to diet and to be a certain body size and weight. I feel like it's very normal. It's actually called normative discontent for us every January to set a resolution to lose weight. It's almost expected that almost everybody is going to want to lose weight because that's what we should do. We should lose weight. We should diet. We should be restricting our food and our calories and what we eat. So that first principle is reject the diet mentality. Do you agree with that? Should we continue to condone that cultural societal pressure to be on a diet? The second principle is honor your hunger. And I think that this is one of the most important ones to me, especially when applying to children. Because when we start with children, we can get really, really basic because when they're very young, thankfully, they haven't been dieting and on the diet roller coaster for several years of their life. So they're free of some of those influences at the beginning. But the first one is, for them, is honoring their hunger from when they're first born. So for you, it's honoring your hunger as well. We have been taught that we shouldn't trust our hunger or that we should be afraid of hunger. It's been very common for trainers and for people who advocate dieting to say, eat several small meals per day so that you don't get hungry because you know hunger is a bad thing. If you get hungry, you might overeat which is not true, but it is important also to learn how to manage hunger in a way that whenever you get hungry, you do feed yourself and you're not ignoring hunger because you're on this ultra low calorie diet. So honoring hunger is super important and really just playing around with that. If you're somebody that hasn't experience hunger in a long time. And I know when I went through my several years of overeating and binge eating, I think I went years without feeling true hunger because I was eating all the time. Like the whole time I was awake, I was eating very frequently. I didn't experience hunger. So if you're one of those people starting to get back in tune with your body and feeling that hunger, but if you're also one of those people that you've been used to ignoring your hunger all the time because you're always on a diet and you just have to be hungry, then starting to give yourself permission. And that's what the principle, the third principle is, make peace with food. That's give yourself unconditional permission to eat. Eating is important to the human body. We have to eat. So giving yourself that peace around food that food can be nourishing and sustainable and health promoting and delicious, which we're gonna talk about more later, is super important in order to learn how to eat intuitively, make peace with food. Number four, challenge the food police. This is all about letting go of food rules. All of these rules we have, and of course, they change every few years right now, we're in a big keto thing, so fat is in, carbs are still out. 
I feel sorry for carbs. I feel like carbs, they've been on the, the bad list for a while now. So fat is in, carbs are out, everybody's afraid of carbs. Don't eat carbs, basically, is the rule right now. So if you have been used to dieting or eat, eating a certain way, there might be in your head these rules that you have that makes it hard for you to relax and enjoy your food and eat your meal because you have this little voice in your head saying, this is bad for you, you shouldn't eat it, it's gonna make you fat, you know, all of those things. So letting go of those food rules, challenging the food police. Who says, whose rules are they? And, and what are you going to believe and what kind of way of eating are you gonna set up for yourself that feels good to you and is sustainable to you? Number five is feel your fullness. Basically, pay attention to satiety signals. This is also really important for children because what we tend to do for children is encourage them to eat past full. Did you know that 80% of parents try to get their kids to eat more? I think that's amazing. 80% of parents. So we're always pushing that extra bite. Come on, one more bite. Just finish your broccoli. You've got to finish before you eat your dessert. So we do not honor their fullness. We don't respect them when they're full. And ourselves, we also probably do not respect our own fullness. We eat past full. We eat for lots of different reasons other than being hungry. Or we don't allow ourselves to get full because we're afraid that being full means that we're going to gain weight or not be able to lose weight. So paying attention to those satiety signals and how they're different for you. And this could be a whole different episode, even just tuning into hunger, tuning into satiety, that can be an episode into itself. So I'm just briefly covering these things so that you get a basic foundation of what intuitive eating is. Number six, discover the satisfaction factor. So this is all about pleasure, and you have to go through some of these things, some of these other principles, making peace with food, challenging the food police in order to be able to experience pleasure from your food, authentic pleasure, and allowing yourself to feel pleasure from your food. I definitely went through a period of time when I believed that getting pleasure from my food was not ideal, that it was not going to be helpful to me in my long-term goals because I felt that it would cause me to overeat. Well, in fact, the studies show the opposite. When we allow ourselves to eat things that give us authentic pleasure and we enjoy our food, we actually end up eating less than if we avoid pleasure because we're always chasing that something that we just can't pin our finger, like we can't pin it down with our finger. It's like we just want that little extra something and we can never get it if we are avoiding pleasure. So in the next episode with Elise, we definitely talk about the importance of pleasure. So definitely tune into that episode so you can hear more about that. Number seven, another one that is super duper important is cope with your emotions without using food. This doesn't mean never emotionally eat. We're all going to eat emotionally every once in a while. That's normal. But if you're recurrently or chronically eating emotionally, it's not going to feel good in your body. Because if you are, then you're likely not honoring hunger and fullness, likely not paying attention to a lot of different signals because you are fostering a habit to help calm down your emotions. 
you're soothing yourself with food. So in their book, they talk about more techniques and tools that you can use to identify whether you are emotionally eating and what to do about it. But this is really important knowing that there are some people that have a pretty strong emotional eating habit and some people that don't. I'm definitely one of those. I am have a history of emotional eating and it's a habit that you really have to work at to try to undo. But it's very common. A lot of us have been there, done that. So don't feel bad if this is you. And there's definitely techniques that you can use to try to pull away from that. But there's no shame. There's no shame to identifying it, tuning into it, realizing that it's happening. And like I said, sometimes you're going to decide that you want to eat emotionally anyway. And there's times when we all together decide to eat emotionally. It's very normal. It's not a shameful thing. Number eight is respect your body. So this is all about body acceptance. Knowing that we're not all going to be the same size. We're not going to be the same shape. We come in all different everything, different colors, different heights, different shapes, different textures. I mean, we are all different. So trying to be the same size, look like the same body, it's just not going to work. So getting to the point where you can accept yourself the way you are, doesn't mean you can't make tweaks. It doesn't mean you can't strive for something different in some area, but starting with that respect, you have a body your body can do different things. You have different functions in that body. Starting from that place of respect, that's really important in your intuitive eating journey. Number nine is exercise, feel the difference. And this is all about joyful movement. That's one of my favorite terms, joyful movement. I think that for me, exercise really is that. It brings me so much joy and pleasure, but for many people, it has become a way to burn calories or to earn certain food rewards or treats, and it becomes a punishing sort of ritual. So getting away from that and exercising as a way to increase your well-being. And number 10 is honor your health. So in their book, they don't give recommendations about what to eat. I think that's really important when it comes to intuitive eating. In my book, I am going to talk about plant-based nutrition because that's important to me. And I explain at the beginning of the book why I do it and why it's not all or nothing. So hopefully this will land well with you guys. I feel like you guys are my audience. I don't think you're going to have a problem with it. But in their book, Evelyn and Elise, their last principle they call it gentle nutrition. Definitely the same principle of it's not all or nothing. It's not this black or white sort of thing. You, you've let go of the food rules. You're taking away these labels from certain foods, making them good or bad. So now how are you going to eat? And whenever you start eating intuitively, what a lot of people think is that, well, if I just let myself eat whatever I want, I'm just going to eat chips and candy all day. And that might be true at the beginning if you have been on a very restrictive diet where your brain is basically just over-focused on these foods that you have eliminated and restricted. But once you continue to allow yourself this freedom and tuning in 
what you will find is most people will come to a place where they are eating mostly health-promoting foods because it just feels good and they want to feel good. It feels very counterintuitive to say, well, if I let go of rules, I'm gonna eat healthy. It doesn't, in, in our society, that doesn't make sense because we feel like we shouldn't be trusted. And if we don't have any rules, we're just gonna eat processed foods. And that's really just not true. The studies show that intuitive eaters actually eat less processed foods than non-intuitive eaters. So um, this gentle nutrition really is about finding your path. How is it that you're going to eat? What are the foods that you're going to eat that make you feel good and also are pleasurable to you and just have a good balance in your life? So those are the 10 principles. I'm just gonna summarize them again. One, reject the diet mentality. Two, honor your hunger. Three, make peace with food. Four, challenge the food police. Five, feel your fullness. Six, discover the satisfaction factor. Seven, cope with your emotions without food. Eight, respect your body. Nine, exercise, feel the difference and 10, honor your health. So the ones that I bolded and underlined, which I feel like are really important, the most basic foundational ones are honor your hunger, feel your fullness, cope with your emotions without using food, and respect your body. And you know, definitely having this unconditional permission to eat, letting go of food rules is really important, but I think even if you start with that, if you start there, that can be a great place to start practicing some of these tools. So there's a few very important things to know about intuitive eating. And Elise and I talk about this in the next episode. And that is that intuitive eating is not a weight loss plan. I repeat, this is not a weight loss plan. In fact, I have a quote here from their book that I love. They said, the road to intuitive eating is like investing in a long-term mutual fund. Over time, there will be a return on the investment in spite of the daily fluctuations of the stock market. So some people, when they start eating this way, they may actually lose weight. Some people, if they've been restricting and they're underweight, they might gain weight. And so what I hear a lot of criticism about this way of eating is that people say they gain weight or that they didn't lose weight. Well, the whole purpose of intuitive eating is not weight loss. It is not for weight loss. It is a way to be a sustainable, healthy relationship with food, with eating, and with your body. The other thing that intuitive eating is not is that it is not a license to eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Like I said before, that is actually not intuitive eating because if you're eating whatever you want, whenever you want all the time, then it's likely not gonna feel good, which means that you're not really tuning into your body. So I think a lot of people also misinterpret intuitive eating as like a free-for-all. That's really not what it is because whenever you're eating that way, just think about a time when you've been like that. It doesn't feel good. And so if you were to, if someone were to tell you, you can eat whatever you want all the time, anytime, you might start out like that for a day or two. And then after that, you're like, 
actually, I don't want to eat like this. You know, it's like amazing. It's amazing that whenever you have freedom, you realize that, hey, I'm actually going to do something that feels good and that makes me, gives me energy, that allows me to sleep well, allows me to move around. And so that's another misconception about intuitive eating. The other thing that intuitive eating is not is it is not perfectionism. Intuitive eaters are not perfect eaters. They sometimes eat when they're not hungry. They sometimes eat emotionally. They sometimes might accidentally skip a meal if they get busy. It's not about perfection. This is not about numbers and counting things and checking boxes. It just isn't. That's what's the beauty of intuitive eating is that it is a flexible, sustainable way of eating and thinking about food and thinking about your body. And for those of you that are getting back to intuitive eating, it's really about giving yourself grace, being gentle with yourself, and thinking about progress, not perfection. So that is my summary of intuitive eating. I really hope this was helpful. Remember, there's going to be way more episodes on this, and I am going to have an episode in a few weeks where I talk specifically about applying these concepts to children. So go out and get this book. If you feel that intuitive eating is for you, I will have links in the show notes, and stay tuned for next week's episode. So what is your call to action for this week? So this week, I want you to start tuning into your body and paying attention. I want you to pay attention to your hunger and your satiety. How often are you eating for reasons other than hunger? Or how often are you ignoring your hunger or trying to surpass or override your hunger? So start tuning in and let me know. Let me know what you thought about this episode Did you like it? Does this resonate? Are you completely thinking that this is just BS, not helpful? I I would love to know. Let me know what you think. So our next episode will be Elise Resch, co-creator and co-author of Intuitive Eating. It is a great interview. I know that you're going to love it. She's fantastic. And if you haven't already, please, Subscribe to my podcast, rate, review it, share it with somebody that you think it would help. I would really, really appreciate it. And then check out my website. And if you sign up for my newsletter, you're going to get a download that has these principles in them applied to children and families. So thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you being here. And I hope that you have a plantastic day. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to having you back again next week. A very special thank you to the band Rocket Surgeons for permission to use the broccoli song. To find out more about the Rocket Surgeons, please visit their website at rocketsurgeonsband.com or Facebook at Rocket Surgeons Music. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, all of my social media links can be found in the podcast description. Send me a message and let me know what you think of today's podcast. Sharing is caring. 
please share, rate, and review my podcast and drop me a line if you have ideas for future episodes. Thank you once again and have a plantastic day. We're having broccoli.